Donald Jeffries. Donald Jeffries. Author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest. Host of The Donald Jeffries Show. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Host of the Infinite Fringe Podcast. Researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York. Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn. Radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated. This is America Unplugged. How's everybody doing? It's America Unplugged. Hope everybody's doing well. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Saturday, right here on Rockfin, on AmericaUnplugged.com, on FreeWorld.fm. You know the deal. Hope everybody's doing well. It is the Royal Rumble weekend. I'm going to be watching the Royal Rumble today from about 8 p.m. Eastern to 11, 11.30, please. Don't, don't, Don't hit me up. I will not return phone call, unless it's Tony and Don. Otherwise... I'm not. I'm not going to return phone calls. I'm not going to return text. Uh, it's it's the Royal Rumble. It's it's my my own personal holiday. Can't wait. Um, maybe we'll talk a little bit about Vince McMahon um, later on, since I'm bringing up the Royal Rumble. He has nothing to do with it at this point. Um, but great, you know, good riddance to bad rubbish. All right. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about uh, the crisis at the border. What's going on over there, man? It's 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 going to be a bit crazy. Mister Tony Arterburn, the wisest of all the wolves. Tell the people what's up. It's good to see uh, you and Don, as always. And uh, I think I may go down to the southern border, cross over, and then cross back in because I really need some benefits. It's not enough just being a veteran of three foreign wars. I actually need some good medical care. And I'm tired of working and paying taxes. I, I think I think I'm just going to go on down there and, and reset. Is that like a maybe? That's the great reset. Go across the southern border, come right back in, and then you're better. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's a it's a crazy situation that's going on down there. And now with the whole Supreme Court ruling in Texas, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Don Jeffries, what's up? The legendary. How you doing, sir? <laughs> well, certainly it's great to be with you guys. And yeah, they that's the big story. I'm, I'm starting to write a sub stack about it where I'll talk about the parallels between uh, that and the Civil War. Because if you looked at Abbott's uh, Abbott's statement, which, you know, well, we'll talk about that. I'm like, but I mean, it, was, it was almost word for word. One of the. Uh, the first sentence of one of the states when they seceded. Mm. So uh, it's, 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 this is, this is strange times. The 26 governors get involved. I don't know. So they had the big issue, but uh, yeah, great to be with you guys. I n- I never thought, right. Like whenever they, I still don't think that, that we're going to come to a point where, where Texas leaves the United States or anything like that. Right. But, but it's, it's in, in the lore of conspiracy culture of conservative, a far right culture for a while now. Is that they've been talking about the great American Civil War? It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, you know. And secession, I, I, I never took it seriously, and and quite frankly, I don't think it's going to get to that point. But there's there's something going on down there, obviously, right? There's there's trouble, um, and it's it's a problem, and it's it's very complicated too. It's not it's not as as clear cut as people make it out to be. Listen, I've I've seen a very high uh presence of african males here in new york now you know and and they're coming through the border how's that happening you know i'm just like i can i can understand um i can understand uh how you know mexicans latin americans you know central americans will come through because it's right there but the africans are making their way over and crossing the border and they're here they're here in new york i see them you know and and 
I I would urge people, even though they they use words like invasion, you know, it's almost like using um what is it? Uh, an insurrection for January 6th, right? Um, they say it's an insurrection J- January 6th, but nobody had any weapons, right? Or at least very few people had weapons. And, and how were they going to take over without, without actually fighting? Well, these people are being let in here. You know, uh, how much of an invasion is it when you're letting them in, right? Or who's doing the invading, right? Is it, is it, uh, the, the migrants, are, are, are they invading or, or, or is it a foreign power using these migrants to invade? You know, like, I mean, we just got to be clear about this. Um, the, these people that are coming over here, uh, a lot of them are, you know, uh, brothers and sisters of mine. And some, well, everybody's a brother and sister of mine, but we, we're of the same uh, ethnic background. Right. You know, uh, a lot of people from Honduras coming here, you know, and, and a lot of people from Mexico and, and Central America things are bad right and they look at the united states as like literally the streets are paved with gold literally i am not kidding some people think that and then they get here and it's a rude awakening altogether right but they're coming here because in large part and i've said this before and i'll say it again it's a uh the foreign policy of the united states you know and 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 what they've done to these countries uh economically over decades you know and and it's 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 uh keeping their boot on the on the on the throats of these countries and these people and and that's why they're coming over here and it's not and 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 so i had a friend and i'm gonna turn it over to you guys i had a friend call me and ask me about this situation and he told me that he believes that this is being done to so democrats can enlist um, the migrants so they can vote. Right. And, 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 and he told me, he's like, I didn't hear this anywhere. He's like, I came up with this by myself. And I told him, I'm like, great, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure you came up with it by yourself judging from what's going on. But this is a a narrative that's been put forth by the right for a while now. This is nothing new. Right. Then how do we explain what's going on in Europe? Is it the same over there? You know, uh, it, it's, it's, is you know, they're like, well, the Democrats need all of these people to come in here to get Trump, you know, uh, to lose the election. So, so how do we explain what's going on on the other side of the world? This is, and, and it's a global effort, what's going on here, right? It's, it's, a, it's a global effort because it's, it's not exclusive to the United States. We, 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 live, we live in a bubble here, in, in many different bubbles, but there's one big bubble here that we think that nothing else is happening outside of our borders, right? <laughs> like It's just all affecting us. This is happen, happening in, in largely in, in the developed countries of the West. You go to France, you know, it's, it, it's happening. In Ireland, it's happening. You know, in, in, in Britain, it's happening. You know, and so this is a larger subject, and it, it's very complex, and it involves real people with with real uh, um, problems with with real situations and, and real feelings, you know? So I, I want people to take that into account, right? And, and I see these people here. I see them in the subway selling candy to try to stay alive. And that really sucks. I don't believe they should be here. I, I, God bless. God bless them, you know? And, and uh, I think we should come together and put a strategy forth that stops this. And I'm not saying amnesty either. 
You know, like at this point, it's too much. Right. You would have caught me about five years ago. I'd be like, just give it amnesty, shut down the border and, and, we'll, and we'll keep going. I don't know if we can do that now. I think people need to go back. I think people need to get deported. Um, but this is really simple. This is a simple fix for me, whether it's Biden or Trump or anybody else. Get the, get all the, all the military you have around. The, pull somebody from one of these bases. Just just close down one 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 freaking base, maybe two. Bring them on and line up the freaking border. Let's see how many people are coming over. That's it. It's a wrap. It's over. Situation done. In my opinion, I I I could be very wrong about this. Uh, the 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 panel of experts we have here are probably going to break it down in, in a lot better way. But I just this is a very complicated situation, and I, I feel very sorry for all the people that are coming here. They're experiencing a lot of hate. It's causing a lot of division, and it's not their fault. It is not. It is not their fault. What's going on? Why are they being let in this country? And who is letting them in here? Who is letting them in here? You understand? That's what we need to look at. What happened that caused them to want to come over here in the first place? And then who is rolling out the red carpet? And if you're saying it's Joe Biden, you got another thing coming. This has been going on for some time. All right. And it largely will probably continue, I think. Anyway, what's up, Tony Arterburn? How are you? Well, it's uh, international cloud and Piven is what it is. And right. it's not exactly an invasion. It's an invasion by proxy. Mm-hmm. A better term for it would be operation. I like that. This is operational. This right. is key. NGOs, the Trilateral Commission, the United Nations, they fund this. They get visa cards in the hands of migrants. This is a documented fact. Billions of dollars go into this in the South, getting them to go northwards. You asked what the point was of Europe. And now in a static mindset, and yes, I believe that, uh, you know, party members on, you know, in the Democratic Party do see these as potential voters, but it's beyond that. Right. This is a remaking of things. You got to look beyond. It's beyond who uh, casting a vote, although that is part of it. That's very low level. Yeah. Uh, you know, even a better theory would be that the military industrial complex and the true rulers of the United States of America at this point would like some military age men and draft them into the military right. in exchange for citizenship. There, This is multifaceted. It's not just one thing. But to have a country stand down, to have leadership stand down, that's the tell. If you want to know. Uh, wh- who is actually in charge? It's internationalists that control the United States. There's no sovereignty left in the hearts of these people. They don't believe in the United States of America. You go back, look at something that the Secretary of State for Bill Clinton, Strobe Talbot, said. He said the nation state was irrelevant. This was in the 90s. This was the Secretary of State. And so I, I, I can't, you know, I, what I can't emphasize enough that they don't see America the way we do as an individual sovereign country with borders and with, with culture, they just see it as an, as a, as an economy zone that can be remade with creative destruction. That's what this is all about. You can also look at the aspect of making you uh, seem helpless, make that that's a, there's a, there's a helplessness that's built into this to saying, well, how come I can vote and keep voting to have a secure border, but nothing happens. It's to make you give up. Like, well, the U S can't even control its borders. There's so much language here. And unfortunately, the people that are caught in the middle of this, there's a lot of hardworking people that are fleeing bad situations that that you're right, Billy. 
that a lot of times and a great deal of times, especially in South America, that the U.S. government and the intelligence agencies with coup d'etats, overthrows and economic warfare have made it worse for those people. So they don't have as much opportunity. So they come northwards because not only it, not only is no one stopping them, we have a magnet that says, join our roles, welfare roles, come here, you know, and it's so the border is a great tell. I said this on my show yesterday. If you want to know what a, the true policy of some boil the essence down of the policy, is it real? Like if you're looking talking about the war on terror, we got to go over there and fight them over there. So not to fight them over here and democratize mankind and all this stuff. And whoa, the evildoers. Did we have a border after 9-11? No, we didn't. Did we have a border after COVID-19 for the worst disease plague? The, the We're all going to die. It's, you know, it's Ebola times AIDS divided by the black plague. And, and But there's no border. So that's how you know. Like every time you, they throw out a policy, just look at the southern border. You know, it, are we in? Are, is terrorism real? Maybe because they they might, they want to invite it, invite the chaos. So there's so many things to unpack here, but you know, I want to throw it to Don too. I was like, we can open up that way, but there's also something happening. I think politically in these governors that I'll you know I'll throw it to Don for this. But there's 25 governors in red states that are forming this coalition, and and I want to talk about that because, you know, is it? Do I trust these governors? No, um, but I think it's interesting that we're starting to see states. Uh, and again, that's the way we do it. That's the way that you stand up against this. Uh, what's a good word for this, Don? Malaise? Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't even know where we are anymore. Like, Tyranny? Well, this, you know, this is my, uh, this is, this is the single reason I was drawn to Trump in 2016. Because everything else about him was so obnoxious, but he was, I said, God, he's, he's actually talking about the central issue of our time that we've been dealing with since the 80s. And something has to be done about it. Now, of course, he did nothing except talk. But um, when you look at what's happening, Billy Ray raised the point that this is not just in America, and it isn't. But uh, the, and this is why you come up with the great replacement theory, because it's only happening in majority white countries. Uh, no, China doesn't have any immigration problem. China isn't being urged by international groups to, to diversify. And they have signs in China that say no black people allowed. I mean, they're right out of Jim Crow and nobody says a word. Japan isn't doing it. Korea's not doing it. Saudi Arabia's not doing it. So what's the only, the only countries are the Western world, which means the white world. That's why people have the great replacement theory, because they're not, you're not seeing a bunch of French Canadians coming down. You're seeing basically all non-white people from all areas of the world. And uh, Billy raised a point about the Africans and so forth. Now, these people that are coming, you assume they're desperately poor coming here. Well, how did they afford the airfare or the boat? I mean, how do they how do they travel? Travel is expensive. So who's somebody obviously is coordinating this. This is not happening naturally. I don't know what they're promising. Are they really that bad off in their countries that they'll just be uh, coaxed into by a visa card. I mean, don't they talk to their their countrymen that have been here for a while and say, you know, actually, this is a huge shithole itself. You know, there's real, there's really nothing here. Yeah, you get welfare, but I mean, and maybe you know the standard of living is so bad. Maybe in Mex places like Mexico, although I I talk to people that live in Mexico and they tell me how much better it is there now. So maybe at some point Americans will be trying to cross the border into Mexico because that's that's what we're creating here. But this is. You know, when the Supreme Court made that ruling, again, this this is one of the, of all their bad rulings. That just, you know, just 
distilled down to its essence, the Supreme Court, the highest court in the land, is saying that you can't stop people, that, that uh, the state of Texas can't stop people from illegally entering. So what that, what that makes is that it makes a mockery of all our immigration law. It makes a mockery. Somebody I was talking to in the chat room the other day who's married to a woman from Thailand who has been tied up in Thailand uh, for a couple of years and can't get back in the country. I don't understand how that, and I've heard other people say that too. I don't understand the immigration law, but when you're, when your Supreme court is saying you can't do anything about it as the state, then you know that there is no law. There's no reason to suppress that Supreme court. And yes, Amy Coney Barrett, one of Trump's fantastic choices was right there to vote with the liberal majority as she has every time, but he only, you know, he only chooses the best. So this is a Trump court. So if they're not, if they're giving the the green light for not not just giving the green light, but saying you can't, and not that barbed wire fence is doing anything, as as Billy Ray pointed out, and a lot of us and Trump tweeted threatening it many times. We've got troops in 150 countries around the world. All you've got, to, I don't know how many troops you would need, maybe just a fraction though, of in one country, and you line up up all across the border. And you, I mean, you don't want to shoot anybody, but if if they're there and you fire warning shots and they know that might happen, I think it would stop. But again, they don't want it to stop. And the Supreme Court just lets you know they don't want it to stop. Now, why? Why? And sure, there's the great replacement. Billy Ray talked about the voters and Democrats. and and But, you know, we, we don't trust elections. You know, we don't think they're counting the votes anyhow. So I, I don't know why they would even worry about that. Uh, are they that, you know, in... in that's a really good point, Don. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, what, what's so what's the you know if you're it's because look at the demographics are that Donald Trump couldn't really be elected, I don't think, legitimately at this point because we don't, especially if however many millions of illegal aliens are here are allowed to vote, I, I don't think many of them are going to vote for Trump. So, but again, conservatives hold out that hope, and I I don't know what they're they're living in the Reagan years or what, but they you know this is demographically, and you Republicans allowed that to happen, the Lindsey Graham types and Greg Abbott. And that's why just looking at his, uh, he's an unlikely hero because, you know, he's a, he's a typical milk toast, talk the talk, but not walk the walk guy for, you know, a decade or whatever. Why he's suddenly doing this now. And the other governors, I don't know, I guess Christy Nome is okay. I don't know how, how many others, but I don't hold a high opinion of many Republican governors. They're usually that way as well, talking the talk. So for them to jump in, yeah, say, right on, we'll be right there. And that Biden is supposedly giving them a deadline of today. So if this was Donald Trump in the White House, you know, we, there, there would be no, the the, uh, the Texans would have nothing to fear because we know he would never do anything. He would just keep tweeting it about it and talking about how he might do it. But we don't know Biden. I mean, Biden, uh, is, or who's controlling Biden? Biden doesn't even know what's going on. But uh, will they decide? That would be a really bad look. For the rest of the world, I would think, but maybe we don't care about the, what the rest of the world think about. It. If you have feds go down there and maybe shooting people, uh, what, what about the trucker convoy? Are they really going to have thousands of trucks now? We, we the Canada was impressive, but you know, America when they tried it, uh, it was a big nothing burger. Nobody mm -hmm. showed up. So will they really? So if you if really have all those people there, it's Tony and I talked about this yesterday, and it could be at this point that they it's and Tony Billy's right. It has been a problem for a long time. But it's gotten so egregious recently when thousands and thousands across the day that Tony talked about in Texas that the average citizen now who's just dumbed down and a sheeple, but they're seeing so much of it that it, it, they're finally noticing it. Maybe it's finally hit home. Is what the hell is going on here? Why, why, you know, what, what, what are we doing? 
enough is enough because each wave that comes across, they're competing not only with American citizens, but with the previous wave of illegals for, for uh, government benefits and the dwindling resources that we don't have for whatever jobs are out there that you don't want to pay you anything for. And again, that's why I've always said that the biggest reason for uh, this push, other than I, you know, I'm more and more thinking that the great replacement is, is a reason, but it uh, is for the cheap labor. And that's what the, the biggest reason why, uh, and I, my book, Survival of the Riches, goes into this in great depth, why people that work uh, retail jobs and things like that, who used to be able to make a living and buy houses and raise families, you know, in the 1950s and 1960s, you know, you could work. Uh, the reason why those jobs are, are, are don't pay anything now is because the presence of cheap labor. So, yeah, they want it. The Democrats may want the voters. Republicans want the cheap labor. And I think there's a bigger reason with the Great Replacement. And I do think they need to look at and if we had real leaders, they would look at, OK, look, you've got these poor people coming from Haiti and Africa and people like that. That how, how, What kind of vacation budget do they have? How are they paying to migrate here? Even deep into South America, I mean, if these people are desperately poor, I mean, that's a pretty long trip. I mean, how, you know, somebody's got to be paying for their food, their transportation, they're walking the entire way. People need to look at that. Are these, you know, and then once they get here, they're being shuttled around as, as I, they don't have to show ID at airports when all American citizens do. I mean, why is it so important? There's obviously a lot of agendas here, but it will be interesting to see what happens because this is the first time, because Trump never did anything this much to even try to put barbed wire fence up. So uh, this will be interesting to see. I don't, I don't for a second think Abbott is a real, you know, the new Thomas Jefferson or something, but, uh, or any of the other governors are, but th his, his rhetoric has been pretty strong. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens. But I, I would suspect if it's, it's like everything else, the, the, you know, the people who want civil war, I, I'm sorry, the, the way it's presently constructed, the right has no chance because they always back down. Now, maybe finally they won't. I'm not saying I want civil war, but somebody has to stand up to the federal government at some point. So it will be interesting to see. And, and uh, uh, you know, could we get the federal government to back down? When was the last time that happened, Tony? I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe at never. I don't know. Never. With, yeah. Never. I mean, the, la the last entity to stand up to the federal government was the Confederacy. And uh, William Tatuxa Sherman burned their cities to the ground. Yep. You know, Sherman's March to the Sea. He presented the city of uh, Atlanta to Lincoln as a Christmas present <laughs> in 1864. That's that's how that went. Yeah. Uh, here's a here's an article that's up on Zero Hedge, Don. It's uh, was out this morning. Uh, Border Patrol says will not remove Texas razor wire barriers in defiance of the Biden administration's wishes. Senior figures with Customs and Border Protection have stated that there are no plans to have Border Patrol agents remove razor wire barriers erected along sections of the border by the Texas National Guard. So there's some interagency defiance. I, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is which is all you saw during the Trump presidency was defiance of every agency for anything he actually said. You know, I remember. <laughs> yeah, yes. And again, you know, let's just uh, benefit of the doubt. Let's say that he actually did want to do something about the border uh, and that's open for debate. But, you know, mm -hmm. he would send out a, a, a presidential, you know, an executive order. And then there'd be some, I remember Dennis Miller put a joke out about this. He's like, and then some judge in a shopping center in Hawaii can override it. I didn't know I voted for that guy. Like some federal judge could override a presidential <laughs> decree over border security or immigration. 
And yeah. uh, that, I mean, that, that, there was, you know, then you had the uh, Department of Defense undersecretary ask Congress when they could leave the border because they want to be in a more traditional role. I put this in quotations. What the hell is that? What's a more traditional role than defending the United States? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I think it's, I've said for a long time that uh, if if you're not going to inform your if you're not going to enforce immigration law, except for people like that, uh, that guy in the chat rooms. I'm sorry, I forget his name. Um wife in Thailand and people like that were apparently they are very restrictive about it, even when they have ties to this country and they're not illegal. But uh, if you're not going to enforce the immigration laws, I mean, it's very simple. As I said, in my area, you can send ICE agents out to the Home Depots and places like that in the area. That's This is where they are. And just show up there and just say, hey, can I, you know, can I see, you know, see your papers? You really... And they would stop coming. At some point, if you just do that, and if you do the thing Trump kind of hinted at doing, which was tying citizenship status to uh, government benefits, then uh, again, I think you would see a lot of self-deportation if they don't. If they come, if you ended birthright citizenship, if you know that you can't come over and have a baby instantly and then get all the benefits that a lot of our poor citizens can't get, these are things that are. It's not a. a it's become much more complex. But it's not that hard to solve if you have the resolve. But we don't. We have a whatever we pay anybody working in immigration and, and naturalization service, whatever we pay INS, ICE, and all that, we should just it, it stop paying them because they're not either they don't want to do their job or they're not allowed to. They're not doing their job. So what are we paying them for? I, I like to look at it. If you're not going to have an immigration, if, the, if you, the Supreme Court says you, you can't do anything to stop people coming in the country without going through the process legally, then why do we have an immigration service? Just, and, and as Tony pointed out, this is the most important thing. And one of the one of the best things Trump said early in his campaign when he talked about the border said, "You either have a you either have a country or you don't. You don't have a sovereign nation without borders. So if that border is wide open, and it was as Tony pointed out, and I many times have pointed out, that's why I don't think COVID was real because if it had been a real malady, they would have shut that southern border down. But politics went on as usual, and that was a big tell there. But if you're if you're gonna say that uh, that we're, we have no restrictions on it, come right across. Okay, well then you've you've killed the nation state, yeah. and there's no there's no such thing. We we just might as well merge with uh, South America and and Central America <laughs> and and I guess Canada and just have one big you know North American continent. Let's do it. Let's let's get the Amero going and and let's re, <laughs> let's revive that right at this point. Um, couple of things that I want you guys thoughts on right. So um. Uh, the border is under federal jurisdiction, right? A according to the Constitution, from what I've read, it's it's a federal deal. So Texas is in violation. I'm not saying that Texas is wrong. I think what Texas is doing is correct. I'm just saying if if we go by the legalities of things, the the the, the border is under federal rule, right? That's what they agreed on when they came up with this document, and that's why. Guard Goldsmith doesn't subscribe to it, right? Because he, he wasn't there, right? And he didn't sign off on it. And I get it, right? So yeah. th there's there's that um, aspect of it. And also there's the aspect of how people are coming into the country. And, and if they seek asylum and they're let in, that's legal. It's illegal once they're in here and they don't answer to the process. But if they're seeking asylum, it's legal. Right. So I think and, and this is the this is my issue with the Supreme Court, or maybe it's not even with the Supreme Court. It's with the laws. Right. The laws need to be changed. Right. 
the Supreme Court follows the, the letter of the law. At least that's what they're supposed to do. So when and I went on with guard when when the, it was the um the the college debt payment uh, situation that that the Supreme Court shot shut down didn't make sense to me. It still doesn't make sense to me. But guard explained the legalities of it. Right. And he's like, well, it's it's not legal. Same thing can be made here. Same argument can be made. And why the Supreme Court ruled the way they did on this. Because they have the legal right to do that. Unfortunately, I, I, I think it's a it's a big problem. I think if there's any anything that hurts Joe Biden in this election, it would be this because even people on the left don't like this. People here in New York don't like it. You almost universally, there's no one saying this is a good idea. They 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 vacated a school here and made the kids go virtually as if it was COVID again to be able to house migrants. It's a big problem. People are pissed here about this sort of this sort of stuff. Um, so what, what do you think of that? How do we get around that? I'm going to go to Tony first, man. Like, I mean, first off, uh, do you think I'm right with what I said, you know, and, and, and second, if I am, how do we get around that? Because it's, if it's legal for them to seek asylum and come in here. Right. And, and the border is under the jurisdiction of the federal government. As far as I know, go ahead, Tony. Well, you're, you're right. Technically. And the government, yeah. I believe, the formation of the federal government, that was its only task. And it doesn't do that, defend the common good. It doesn't defend our borders. It doesn't defend this country. Right. It doesn't defend its people. You know how I know that? Because I wear this green bracelet. This is Dominic Durden, son of Sabina Durden, angel mother. His son, her son was killed by an illegal immigrant. He wasn't supposed to be here. It doesn't mean that all illegal immigrants are murderers. It doesn't mean that, but we don't have rule of law in this country because there's some powerful entities that either want their illegal alien made at the country club or they want the, again, they want the demographic, you know, replacement with Cloward and Piven shit. That's what they want. So I would say this in, in technically you're right, but the way that you push back on this is common law. We're, this is Lex Rex, the, where the law is king. To go back to through, throughout our history, you'll see the jurisdiction of the lesser magistrate. I'm sure Don knows something about that. The jurisdiction of the lesser magistrate. If you're if you're the lo lower on the totem, and you look up and the and the leadership is destroying your civilization, your society, yeah. or not, or being derelict, or maybe they're just outright treasonous, you have a responsibility to take command and protect the people as the lesser magistrate. That's common law codified over centuries, yeah. Yeah. centuries of common law, and, and that's what you know. And with. Uh, I, what I like about what Texas is saying is that they uh, they they acknowledge that the federal government has uh, jurisdiction over the border, but they said they're not they're not securing the border, they're not doing their job. So they said that it's the state's right to do it. We have to protect our citizens of Texas. Arizona should be doing it well, and for the Supreme Court to give, I mean, the Supreme Court could say yes, the federal government has authorization of it. But they're not, they're not protecting the border. They're not acting as if they're, uh, they're not acting constitutionally when they send agents in to cut down barbed wire fence, the little tiny. I mean, that's, you know, talk about a Band-Aid. That's not even anything they're doing, but just attempting to even do that right. is too much. They want wide open borders, which means it's not a sovereign nation. So, yeah, they have a, 
they have a jurisdiction to do it. But if they're not doing it, it's then I, I think the states have an obligation. And that's why, again, this that, gets- that's the thing, though. Right? And, and this is what I want to I want to ask both of you. That is very ambiguous. It's it's even though it might seem obvious to us that that's what's going on. Other people may interpret that in a different way. How do we get it down to a point where it is non-negotiable, non-debatable, right? Because the, the, if, if, if it's left open for argument, then that's what we're going to get. We're going to get argument and whomever is in a position of power will use that. And that's going to happen regardless, you understand. But, but uh, we, need to, we need to narrow this down in a way that it's clear cut. It's night and day. It's black and white. Because other people will look at it, well, it's not an invasion. Or, well, we need to help these people. What are they, you know, I mean, it sounds ridiculous to us, but this is what people are saying. This argument is going on. It is something that's happening. Sure. You know, so so we, we, need, to, we need to nail it down and just say, hey, like, this is too much, right? There's a certain amount. You see, you, Don mentioned earlier, there's no immigration in China. So people don't, don't screw around. Yep. They don't want no one in there. In Japan, get the hell out of here. <laughs> no one pressures them to they either. They don't let no one in there. They don't have any <laughs> signs for Americans to be able to read English. No, learn Japanese, Ex- right? Like that's exactly. the, I mean, that's it. That's the whole point. Right. Yeah. In 50 years, India will be India. Japan will be Japan. China will right. be China. What the hell are we going to be? This is an exactly. operation. It does. It, you know, you get into the whole ethereal blood and soil thing, and then you could get into racist stuff. What I'm asking, what I, what I think what you need to look at is, there are powerful entities, like I said earlier, NGOs, Trilateral Commission, Council on Foreign Relations, the United Nations. They fund these waves of migration to remake this. And this is because of, I think, the future white papers on what a, you know, an, a, a unified uh, new world order system would look like a top down one government, you know, controlling things. And the, the United States was slotted to be an economy sector. Right. And this is what this yeah, and that's why the entire, I mean, because all this pressure is coming from big groups that Tony mentions, but the social pressure is brought to, be, brought to bear pretty much exclusively by white women, woke white women. They're the ones that are saying, why can't we do this, do this? And for some reason, just like you'll see the same white feminists that would, a Muslim will come over and make them turn their back or cover their head, and they'll do it as long as the guy's not white. This is an anti-white movement. Otherwise, look at a, a country like China. Not only is it a totalitarian regime and they repress their people like no other country does, but to have signs up saying no blacks allowed, where are the white women that love to kill a mockingbird? Why, you know, why, why the hell aren't they upset? They should be incensed about that. Happening in 2024? What? There's no blacks allowed. Where's China's diversity? How come there's no blacks on Chinese TV? I mean, that's that that's but that's what they would be doing if it was a white country, and they are doing it here. That's why it wasn't London has a you know an Arab mayor now, and I think they have some other non-white guy that's uh, don't they have a non-white premier? I think now, and so the the remake is complete. But you're never going to see, you're not even going to see an, another kind of Asian in any of those countries. You're, China will always have Chinese leaders. Right. Japan will always have Japanese leaders. Korea will, you know, Korea will always have Korean leaders, Saudi Arabia and so forth, uh, India. But the only the white countries, and people never get that. Just like the entire, when they talk about, and they, they, you know, they talk about, when they talk about chauvinists and everything, they're talking about white men 
who who were, who were the by far have treated women better than any other ethnicity ever. I mean, look at what Saudi Arabia and some of the Muslims that stone women to death for showing their face about where are the feminist outrage about that? This is an anti-white thing. And again, I'm not trying to be any kind of white nationalist, but it is what it is. It's obvious. And that's why the problem on the border is what it is, because it's waves of, if that was waves of white people coming across, the predict, usual suspects would be complaining about it, rightfully so. We don't need any more people. This is crazy. And what are these French Canadians coming in here? You know, they're going to make hockey the national, you know, they, they would be complaining about things. And, uh, but because it is what it is, they have, so they form sanctuary cities to, to uh, and that's a nice thought, but where are the sanctuary cities for the American citizens, citizens that have been living on the street for years? How come there's no sanctuary cities for them? Are they not welcome there? Same thing with free medical care. Are they going around the homeless camps of people living on the streets? So they, hey, you know, you can get free medical care. Come on. No, it's only people who enter the country illegally. So that that's the problem. I approach this differently than most people because I'm coming at it from the left. But uh, this is obvious what this is. This is a bigger thing. And you're hearing more and more people mention the Great Replacement because it is what it is. The immigration problem doesn't exist anywhere else. The migrant problem doesn't exist anywhere but in Western countries. And, and people need to acknowledge that. This is not, if they want to have the world diversified, okay, that's fine. Well, let's start seeing it in China and all the non-white majority countries. Let's diversify there. If you do that there and you support that there, I'll be on board with you because you'll at least be consistent. Um, I want to I wanna um, plug some ideas into this, but uh, Poikinen just hit me up, Steve Poikinen. What's up if you're watching, buddy? How you doing, man? Um, he says, if the conservative numbers on illegal immigration over the last three years are right, that's enough people uh, to make them the fifth most populous state in the U.S. Yep. Yep. Freaking crazy. Right. And and uh, I I tend to believe this. This is getting this has gotten out of control. It's been out of control for a long time. But I do want to say I, I don't think this is an attack on white people. I think this is an attack. This is a class thing. It's just like survival of the richest. It's it, this, you know, your book is a microcosm of what's going on in on the world stage, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I think this is the rich and the poor. And and while this is a shithole to you and I, Don. Yeah. And and if, if you come, not that I live in, in that much of a bad area, people would kill to live here around the world. If you come to where I live, Don. You'd be like, damn, Billy, you live in a shithole. If I go to where you live, you know, I'm like, oh, this is really nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it's it's perspective, right? So yeah. we go to Mexico. There, there, there's some, there are some, um, some people that look at it and said, yeah, I'd love to go live in Mexico. It's better. It's this and that. Most people won't. And what areas of Mexico are you talking about? Because I've yeah. seen Mexico, bro. And it's not nice, all right. Some some for the the touristy parts is are great, but there's extreme poverty in that country. There are extreme poverty in Honduras. It's where my mom's from. Extreme. Yeah, yeah. So they come up here and they get a little freaking apartment and they get running water. That's yeah. that's heavy. Yeah. You know. So it's all perspective. You know. So I I, I don't think it's it's a. Uh, I mean, a race may or may not be an issue here. But I, I largely think is it's it's a class thing that's been going on, and and the hoarding of the wealth by the West, and I think this can be documented in what was done to Africa, what was done to India by the British, 
and what was done uh, to to uh, Central America and parts of South America by the United States. Right. They said they, you know, in uh, in uh, I think it was the Monroe Doctrine. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, but they were like, hey, this is ours. Right. Don't don't screw yeah. with it. This is our foreign policy. Right? That was a correct foreign policy, I believe, for the first uh, hundred or so years of the Republic. <laughs> Right. Uh, what, what happened as a result of it? It was it's the correct foreign policy run by the wrong people, by people that or or it was it was started maybe by the right people and it was handed off to the wrong ones, you know, because they, they took advantage of that and they took advantage of those people. European powers. It was Tell supposed me, to, well, it was uh, it was, you know, President Monroe It was supposed to keep out, uh, you know, foreign powers, European powers from colonizing the our hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Stay out of our hemisphere. You know that that's the way America was designed. It wasn't designed in, uh, to quote John Quincy Adams, uh, "In search of mo- to go in search of monsters to destroy." Right. It was uh, it was supposed to be a republic, sea to shining sea, and that's what we became. And then for a while, and now we've morphed into what we are now. And I would say, you know, this is a very partisan issue, and you get caught up in you know I'm going to give my money to you know such and such GOP or is going to secure that border because I've been hearing that since I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. I think what we need here this is. You know, it's funny. This is how you get to the bottom of where you actually stand as a country or as a civilization, as a society, because we don't have any solutions here from the top. And that means they don't want one, because if you had any any kind of like we could throw out solutions right now. uh, Here's one. Why don't we start a Marshall plan, a Marshall plan like we did after the end of World War Two. So the, the people in Germany didn't starve and didn't freeze to death. You know, we, we had this giant airlift. It was called the Marshall Plan, but it was created, you know, General Marshall, who was uh, the secretary of war or the, you know, the chief of staff during the World War II. And uh, the, Truman was his idea, actually. They had to call it the Marshall Plan. And it was just this massive bailout of Europe. Uh, so we didn't have them completely fall into the communist hands and have civil uprising and all this stuff. We wanted stability after the end of the war because Germany was and Europe was in ashes. I think we do the same thing here. You create a... a you know, a, a secure zone because there's people like you said, Billy, that want to that are seeking political asylum. You know, in a lot of those countries they're coming from, we interfered in their internal politics. Yes, yes. they're fleeing. And that's you know, that's a good point. I want to go. get back to you on that, Tony. But that's the point. That's the point. Yeah. And I think some people are missing this. Like a Syrian girl tells me that, that I'm missing the point. I'm not missing the point here. Tony just made it. Tony just made the point. She says, I, I think BRV misses the point. The West was rich, but but becoming impoverished due to the superior rule of law based upon natural law. These migrants have no understanding of that. Of course, they have no understanding of that. But right. who put them in that position? That's well, what you're, you're right. missing. How I did they it. get to that position? Right. Uh, um. Go, go, go ahead, Tony. I'm, well, sorry that, to, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead, Don. Well, I'll say no. But then, you know, from, as I tried to explain survival of the wretches, when I certainly have, you know, all the empathy in the world for all these migrants and immigrants. The poor, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm a Huey Long guy, so I would, I would love to see the wealth shared, uh, you know, uh, fairly, all over the world. But uh, the problem is that when they're they're being exploited and they're being used, certainly they're being used. I don't know what they're getting out of it, but I right. guess if they're coming from the circumstances they are, maybe it just does seem that good to be able to live in an apartment with heat and air conditioning and cable TV. I don't know. It's you know, it is the it does raise their standard of living. The problem is we're being dragged down to it. It's not raising everyone's standard of living. And once they get here, I don't understand at what point they realize there's no path. There's not much of a path to upward mobility. How many generations does it have to take? They're encouraged not to learn the language. They make it easy for them not to learn a language because they don't want them to learn the language because they want them to stay in their place. 
it's basically the back of the bus for them. You know, you stay, you right. stay with landscaping, stay with physical labor. I'll meet you at Home Depot. If you fall off the roof, uh, you know, then I'm going to call the immigration authorities. You know, if you, if you decide to tell me, you know, try to assume me or something. But that's the problem where they are being exploited. But and I would agree with you. This is a class thing because what and what the Syrian girl is saying is right that they're. The idea is to try to – they want to make the entire world into a banana republic, and they've largely done it here, and that is to have everyone else being peasants and just have us an absolute okay. lead at the top, the tin pot dictator and his crew. And that's what we have. Ours is a little bit better because we allow maybe 20% to prosper. But it's at some point that are running the, running the mess. But the 80% – I've talked about this before, the 80-20 rule – 80% of us – Already, before any immigrants coming here that are at the absolute bottom of this mess, right. 80% of us are living paycheck to paycheck, don't have $1,000 in savings. You've read all the stats. I would say more than that at this point, Don, but I got yeah. you. Go ahead. Yeah. And so, and so that's why, you know, when every one of these groups that come in, they're, they're entering at the absolute bottom. So they're expanding right. that 80%. And they're narrowing. And, you know, basically... Those of us, what's left of the middle class are trying to hold on to that, you know, that, that middle and there's almost nothing left of it. I'm, I'm living in a dinosaur neighborhood. I mean, this is like something out of the past and I, I'm very grateful for it, right. but I realize that, you know, if, if uh, you know, if a real woke radical comes in, they hate the suburbs because they're too white. You know, they say it's a code word for saying they're too prosperous or too comfortable, but they use race in that way, but you're right. It is. It is economic because they don't want anyone to do well except for the people. The part, you know, Jason Whitlock is one of my favorite podcasters. He's a black guy. He's he's incredible, and he's he's uh, took one off of uh, Cat Williams. You know that great Randy Haver who talked about people being placed, whether it's Stephen A. Smith or any any of these people. Kamala Harris is a perfect example of that where they pick people kind of from obscurity that are completely incompetent, right. and they put them in positions because they know they'll do whatever they tell them to. They will never, ever fight the power or anything like that. And that's what we have now. We have elites manipulating all these people that have been placed in positions. And so you said, what these are, you know, as Tony said, they, 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 this is simple things we could do. We're not trying to do anything. And Trump, if he was had any sincerity at all about the issue, apparently not. But even so, he probably couldn't have done anything because everyone was working against him. Right. So if you just imagine he, if he had actually said, okay, I'm having a deportation force, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to, uh, you know, deport a million this month. Just that, well, what would Holly, I mean, they, whether it would have had, so, I mean, I, I, I don't think he probably really would have been assassinated, but he, you know, we didn't know. So this is, this is a huge problem and it goes beyond the, to the world stage. They want to try to create, I think, an entire world like that and, so, and something like China, for whatever reason, they're not demanding diversity in China, I guess, because they have such a, a stranglehold over their population. So it basically is a banana Republic to them. They have their, you know, the vast majority of the people don't have a good standard of living yeah. and they have the elite at the top. So, but I think they want to make everybody that. And I think they're using the great replacement because either they think uh, themselves that they're, they have racism where they think that white people will fight them more. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but they definitely are using this for whatever purpose it is, but it, it's, it's glaringly obvious and, you know, people can figure out what it means, but that's what I, if I was a public figure, I would be talking, I would try to push, Hey, let's, you know, let's open China up to diversity. Let's open Japan up. Let's open Korea, <laughs> Saudi Arabia. And I, I would, I would get the gay lobbies. Hey man, come on. You guys hate Iran and you want to go to war with them. Well, why don't you talk about the fact that apparently they're, they're killing homosexuals. Does that bother you at all? 
Instead, you're calling, you know, some poor guy in the street homophobic. That's, you know, I mean, so that, that's, you know, this is, these are bigger, but I, I know I look at it differently from most people. No, yeah. no, 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 man. Uh, it's uh, your perspective is appreciated. We need it, man. Uh, Geese Busters in the chat says government does not want you to have financial independence. Absolutely. No. And, and, and that also goes for opposing nation states. That's, that's what it is. That's the name of the game. Um, there was a couple others I wanted to get to, man. Uh, God is amazing in the chat. What's going on? Uh, Karen Carpenter says her family's penny pinching every day, man. And I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. And I can relate and I totally understand. And unfortunately, you are not alone, like okay. not even freaking close. That's, you know? a good, um, that's a good jumping off point, too. You know what changes this? You know what changes this policy? What's economic that? downturn? We wouldn't eat the, the American people in the in this in these southern states, especially in border states, would absolutely not tolerate any of this. And I would we still be a magnet if we were in a Great Depression type scenario with 25, 30 no. percent unemployment. Right. Uh, what would change? Of course, it could be worse south. It could, you don't know. I mean, so there there is a there's so much that would happen and be like, you know, when you get into the really cold area and that you start your blood starts to go right back to your heart. And that's why you get the frostbite. We would start consolidating and saying, no, we we can't we have a border and all these politics and all this stuff would start to fade away. Um, but I, I think that's what this is a run off, run out the clock situation. We've met the enemy and he is us. Right. No, I, I get it, man. We're it's uh, I don't know. There's seconds left to the game and they they just, you know, down the ball. Right. That That's it. They're just They're running just out the clock. JVB. In the chat, how are you? This is not about race. It's about sovereignty. Don't make it easy on them, guys. I love that because you're absolutely right, in my opinion. Uh, Poikin and send me something else that I want to read. Um, little John is in the chat. What is going on? Jeremy, what's up, Jeremy? How you doing? Hope every hope all is doing well. Uh, a Syrian girl says that, that uh, these countries and these migrants put themselves in that position because they never revolted against it. I couldn't disagree more with that. If that's true, then we have to use the same logic with what we're going through right now. And we put ourselves in this position. So, I mean, take that for what it's worth. Um, who else do we have here? Angus Mustang, the dude is here. Brian is here. Carlos, what's up, Carlos? Good to see you. Don't think I've seen you before. Greetings and blessings. Let me read what Poikinen had to say, and then we'll continue down here. Poikinen had uh, something really, really good to say. That Colin Wysong also was telling me yesterday, similar 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 uh, trains of thought, uh, citizenship for military service, and uh, this is the one that I resonate with the most. To be honest with you, um, I, I heard a report. I forget where I heard it. I don't know if it was on David Knight or where, but but um, that people aren't signing up for the army anymore. Oh, right, you know, and especially white people <laughs> more than anything else right. aren't signing up for the army anymore, and um, or the military, I should say, not just the army. It's you know, you know what I mean. Um, but uh, he says citizenship for military service, further disillusionment with the U.S. Uh, after service, um, uh, trade green helmet for a blue helmet, secure U.S. territory for U.N. global governance. Yes, can't argue with that. Yes. What am I supposed to say to that at this point? What you know? What 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 other um uh, conclusions can we draw from this? And they'll call us conspiracy theorists for it, but damn it, man! Like it, it's all over the place. Like it, it's like yeah, you're 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 sick. I, I think there's something wrong. I, I think I have uh, the chicken pox, or I think I have uh, you know dermatitis or something. Why would you think that? Well, my skin, I'm completely broken out in it. No, 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 you're fine. Don't worry about it. That, that's kind of what's going on here. The symptoms are real. 
everybody can see it. They're tangible, right? Especially if you live in a, in a, in a large city, a lot of the alternative community doesn't, um, unless they see it, they don't care, right? They, they, they don't, they need to experience it. Otherwise it's not real. But now everybody's experiencing experiencing it in some capacity. Either you can see it or you can feel it in your pocket. One way or another, it's 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 happening. Something's going down, and and something needs to be done about it. Quite frankly, and I think uh, if I am optimistic about anything, it's that people are realizing at least this issue that, that there is. If you want to talk about an awakening, there's an awakening here because people are being slapped awake. Like with a big bucket of cold water. Listen, this is happening. It's undeniable. All right, Tony, we'll go to you. Then we'll go to Tone. I mean, then we'll go to Don. Then we're getting out of here. Go ahead, buddy. Well, I remember the first time I filled in for David Knight on InfoWars back in 2019. I I, I brought the show in with, uh, I want a border, not a new world order. It was something I just thought of like stuff. We uh, want a border, not a new, a world, new world order. It's right? old baseball chat. <laughs> <laughs> I want a belly itcher. I want a belly itcher, not a belly itcher. Right. <laughs> I can get a protest sign. Pick it. Um, but I think I think this is coming to a head. It's been decades in the making. Uh, this we're reaching a bifurcation point. You know, there's there's a singularity, whatever the, of politics that are that are coming together, and um, I don't know. Uh, do the states, you know, banding together? This is a good start, and maybe county by county, block by block, uh, grassroots movement by grassroots movement. You know, you add that up, and I think we could we could see a shift in our immigration policy. But until until there's some sort of codified law, or there's some sort of uh, understanding, Washington's not going to get it done. I don't I, I don't see a possibility. Mike Johnson, the the speaker guy, the Israeli first guy. I don't see any kind of movement from him on this. So, um, it's going to take, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take the States. And I think that's the only direction it can go in. This is going to be an interesting battle. Absolutely, brother. I'm going to, I'm going to let Don talk. And then I want to talk to talk about, uh, uh, what Steve Swan said. Cause it's, it's, I think, I think we can all talk about, I'll read it and then I'll get your thoughts on it because I struggle with this shit. But anyway, Don, tell them what's up. No, certainly. I don't know what else we can uh, can say about it, but I, I made myself clear. But I, I do. I know it's no way really to be uh, that coming at this from the far left, which is where theoretically I am. It's different than anyone else, because, again, and that's where the anti-white stuff gets in, because this I, I'm firmly convinced that all those soccer moms and all the, you know, the people, they would not support this whatsoever if this was white immigration. I think they're it guess it's just part of their wokeness. And whatever that that's a larger conspiracy or not, but however, it is an economic issue because they're uh, you know, I don't know how they'd feel if it was non-white rich people coming across the border. I'm not, I don't think that would happen. But uh, the fact is, we we already have way too many poor people here as it is. The last thing we need is to be importing more, and uh, we need to address that issue. And of course, no one no one's talking about that though. Absolutely, brother. Um... AM Wake Up is in the chat, says uh, if they want real freedom, uh, they should seek asylum in Argentina. We have to have Poikin and Non-America Unplugged. I'm pretty sure that we haven't had him here. Uh, so he needs to come on. What's up, buddy? How are you? Um, so check this. I want to I want to shift gears real quick. We don't have a lot of time left. Um, but I, I want to talk about what Steve Swan said because direct well, he he directed this to me, but he's absolutely right. <laughs> and uh, and it's something I struggle with, right? It's, it's, he said, uh, Billy, how can you watch WWE, which is owned <laughs> by TKO Group, which is run by Rahm Emanuel's brother, Ari? Oh. Um, 
I've been watching WWE since I was three years old, four years old, you know, and, and at that point it was owned by Vince McMahon Jr. Who was a piece of filth. Right. So, um, uh, I struggled with, I didn't know he was a piece of filth at the time, you know, and, and my, my, um, my only hero in life, my childhood hero. Right. And I don't, I don't have heroes anymore, at least not to that level, you know, um, besides my parents and God, right. Like, um, but at that point, it was Hulk Hogan who also turned out to be a piece of crap, right? I still love Hulk Hogan. I hope he he's changed, you know. And, and I, I, these are these mental gymnastics that I go through in my brain to try to rationalize some of this stuff because it's such an integral part of my childhood. Like, I love Hulk Hogan to this day. And I still watch professional wrestling. You will never hear a Hulk Hogan-like pop. Like, like when real American hit, it's the it's it's why I'm so proud to be an American in a lot of ways. I used to have an American flag on my wall next to my Hulk Hogan poster when I was a kid. Like, I I, I thought it was the greatest thing in the world to be an American. You know, I still do. You know, but I think it it it, it had something to do with that. You know, um, but well, as I got older and I and I figured out stuff, and I'm like, damn, Vince McMahon is a real piece of crap, and I really don't like him. Why am I supporting this? Why am I watching this? And for a time, I didn't. I stopped. And then I got sucked back in. <laughs> but um, but I started doing podcasting um, before I started doing The Fringe or anything. I was doing pro wrestling podcasting. And, and it kind of it kind of snowballed. You know, it, it, it started, it got me some success. You know, and, and I connected with professional wrestlers. And I connected with, with Bill Aptor, you know, and, and, and my friend Big Ray and, and a bunch of other people that I still call friends. You know, people that were on TV that I used to watch. When I was 16 years old, like I would I would stay up to two in the morning to watch ECW. Those are my friends now. Some of those people, you know, and and so it's it's a part of me. TKO just got created not too long ago. You know, that that uh, um, Endeavor purchased the WWE. And it's really tough to 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 support the product. And I try not to give them money. Even though I, I I go to live shows sometimes because my kid likes live shows, I like it too. It's something I struggle with. I don't know how to, or even if I want to <laughs> yeah. separate from it in a lot of ways. Like I I don't want to support Vince McMahon, you know. I don't want to support uh, uh, Endeavor, you know, or or any of these people. But but um, I I don't watch the UFC, right? I don't like Dana White. I think Dana White's a piece of crap. A lot of a lot of people watch the UFC. A lot of people in the alternative media watch it, you know. Uh, it's I, I don't know how to separate myself from that. Uh, that's a, a, a personal flaw. It's something I'm dealing with. Tony, give me your thoughts. Well, you know, I never was a, past the age of seven or eight. I didn't watch much <laughs> WWF and then WWE. And, and that's mainly because I got interested in politics. Hey, uh, color me shocked, though. I found out my politics were fake, too. Uh, <laughs> so I, I guess I've been a fan of some sort of pageantry or, you know, uh, control controlled uh you know, interlocking warfare for a while. Um, so I, I didn't know that about the, uh, the, the WWE and I didn't know that about McMahon and, you know, look, um, it's, it's a sign of the times. The, the, the longer the timeline dra drags out, it's kind of like, uh, the movie fight club. And that's where you get the term, the uh, zero hedge on a long enough timeline, the timeline, the survival rate for everyone drops to zero. So <laughs> these are all these figures and people that made it and just keep, Again, just keep we keep getting this big reveal. Whether you're Bill Cosby and all these people, just you know, just keep throwing right, you know, right, right. going up in our 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 culture at writ large as being just who, not who you thought they were.
Right. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. More, more I, and I, I predict more will come more shocks to the system <laughs> people that, yeah. that right, were right. supposedly, you know, great and then aren't. Right. So some of your favorite politicians, guys, you know. <laughs> some of your favorite preachers, right? Some of your favorite actors, you know. Um it's just the way it is, right? So I, I I struggle with separating the art from the reality of things sometimes, you know, um, because it, it just gets in the way of of my moral compass. And I'm like, you know, and it, it's something I deal with. I, I try to be as 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 good as I possibly can, but I'm not perfect, of course. I am I am just a, a man. What's up, Don? Well, I, I just I recently touched on the subject a little bit on sub, Substack, my last article, where I talked about my uh, and I'm not proud of it. it. It's very much like heroin addiction. I, I don't know why I'm still follow sports at all. I still watch NFL games and I think they're rigged. I can't stand. I mean, I, but it's like a heroin addiction. It's something I've been doing all my life. I can't stop myself. So I, I, I developed a, a syndrome for it. I think I have a attention surplus syndrome or ass for short. So I, you know, I, 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 I'm a victim of ass. So I like him as a victim for that, but you know, McMahon, uh, that, that's just, a, I, it's terrible, to read, but it doesn't surprise you. And of course, I know Billy Ray, if you're still watching wrestling after Donald Trump is a, a WWE hall of famer, he is? he's one of the legends. So, you know, so what, what does that say about the, the crossover between sports and politics? But you got to say one thing about McMahon. He had a hell of a walk that walk he used to do. Right, right. Yeah, you, you gotta admire that. He might not have had anything else, but boy, and he was also a, a ridiculous promoter. But you always knew he was. You looked under the surface there, and yeah, this guy. And look at the rest of the life expectancies for wrestlers not very high. Sure, it's all scripted, but they really throw their bodies around. Right. And uh, and you remember a long time ago there was a brief scandal about them with uh, underage, I think, boys. And uh, that oh, yeah, got, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, that got swept under the rug. You didn't hear any more about it. So a lot of uh, big man shit got got swept under the yeah, rug. Yeah, yeah. So he he's definitely a he's definitely a villain. But I, I'm with you, man. I mean, it, it, this stuff is like heroin to, to, to kick because you love the sport or you love the right. you love the value in it. You try to look past the people, I guess that you're that you're, that you're watching. But but I I will tell you this, and then we'll leave. We're supposed to do a second hour, but we're 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 not going to. I got something coming up. But next week, I promise. All right, we'll we'll do the second hour on FreeWorld.fm, um, and uh, and we'll we'll get up out of here after that. Um, I will tell you this: if you are a professional wrestling fan, and I am an expert, I am in freaking. I I can't say that I'm an expert on a lot of things. I am a freaking expert. In professional wrestling, I've been watching it for forty freaking years. Okay, I know what I'm talking about. If 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 you've watched professional wrestling, you you've gotten a one on one on on the new world order, on politics, on on the real world, and how it's run, and and it allows you. They it it is the day live glasses of 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 our reality is pro wrestling. It's one of those things. It allows you to see things completely different and understand when you're being worked and how somebody's being pushed. Like people get it. People you see And who is the star? Who is the star of They Live? Roddy Piper, exactly, right? And you see Gavin Newsom, right? And and everybody thinks he's going to be the 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 democratic choice. Why is that? Why do you think that? Cuz they're pushing him they're pushing them down your throat. They're introducing you to them. They're priming you, man. They do that in professional wrestling all day long. It's it's funny. When I got into politics and ran for office and I started my first radio show, 
I just started to take a mental note of how many people that had that told me that they were involved in, in professional wrestling that I was meeting that were also right. in politics or also in journalism. Right. And, and you, it branched into this too, which is interesting. There's more and more. They, I think once you see it, that's right. It's like the glasses and you're like, Oh, well, I can be good at this too, because this is a lot like professional wrestling. I mean, Trump, Trump's in the WWE Hall of Fame. He is, and for all of you people out there that say I have Trump derangement syndrome, this this should be this should be a, a, a lesson to all of you that I can put that aside and still watch the WWE. <laughs> you know, he's in the WWE Hall of Fame, and I can still watch it all. Okay, uh, anyway, regardless, let's get up out of here. Royal Rumbles tonight, baby. Cody Rhodes. Let's go do it. Let's go do it. Let's win this. All right. Let's finish the story. Mr. Don Jeffries, the legendary. Tell the people where they can find you. Well, again, Substack is the, is the best place. Donald Jeffries at Substack.com. Uh, I protest just like my show. Uh, it's uh, the only place I'm not being shadow banned. And uh, I think I talked about Masking the Truth, the most shadow banned book in the world that Barnes & Noble completely removed it from their website. We can't figure out why, so it's not even there anymore. So uh, anything you do to support that is appreciated. I, I really appreciate hearing from so many of you out there that have been so supportive. Thank you for supporting Donald Jeffries and everything that he does. Tony Arterburn, the wisest of all the wolves. Tell him what's up. Well, you can find me at my website, arterburn.news. It's about to get a makeover, too. I'm going to actually start arterburn.gold, and we're going to have some more linkages there and some stories and things that are going to come coming out soon. Uh, Wolfpack, my membership program. Guys, go check that out. we got some great stuff uh, coming out this, this month. I've bought some new products. It's the inverse. So if you think you can't afford precious metals, you're wrong because I set it up where you actually can. we got gold backs. I'm looking into getting some silver backs. These are the... The, the gold notes and then now they have the silver notes are actually real silver real gold uh and of course the coinage and all that stuff so hey with the with the issues with inflation and uh, there was a great meme that's been going around of, of biden trying to take a campaign uh <laughs> picture and he's standing in front of the he's got like a snow cone or whatever right? <laughs> and, he, and he's and he's in front of a sign that, and then they put the sa same picture of you know four years ago and the price is like 40 percent more so that's Bidenomics, you know, so, um, that, that's what happens to your to your currency. And go so go learn the difference between currency and money. Go to Wolfpack.gold. Go check out the membership program. Uh, we have so much cool stuff. Coming, and it and it supports the show. Right, right, right. Fantastic. T uh, Tony Arterburn. That's just there's somebody you can trust to go. Don't, don't I mean, don't trust me. Call him. You can call him. He'll pick up the phone and yes. talk to you about this stuff and help you. Because that's just the type of dude he is. So, so go support Wise Wolf. Me, my name is Billy Ray Valentine. Billy the Kid. Mecca G. I got more. But I'll save them for the Professional Wrestling Podcast. You know the deal. Uh, Theinfinitefringe.podbeam.com. I know I haven't updated since December, but I got a ton of stuff. Trust me. It's just, I just got to get it off a of StreamYard and throw it up there for you. So I'm, I'm going to do that before the end of January. You, you, you'll get all of that stuff. And we got more coming, man. Uh, thank you for everybody in the chat. America Unplugged at 12 p.m. Eastern on Rockfin Live, AmericaUnplugged.com, AmericaUnpluggedRadio.com, and, of course, FreeWorld.fm. Get your asses over there, man. And thank you for all the support. Every time we ask you to come over to Free World and, and, um, and hang with us and, and we cut the Rockfin feed, all of you follow, man, and that's really dope. Uh, it was it was a packed chat the last time we did it. You know, it was it was so dope. You know, and, and the numbers were through the roof. Uh, so thank you. We, we we appreciate that. Um, so we'll do it again next week. And you know, eventually, like I said, we're gonna start phasing this out to to a, a large capacity. We're well, not completely, but um, 
we're gonna that's our home we have to go over there and 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 build up our home for the hurricanes that are coming and the floods and the tsunamis we got to build that base we got to make it strong come help us all right let's do it together all right we're getting up out of here tone who's that who you got there I got Beans the Brave. That's Beans. Yeah. The <laughs> bravest of all the dogs with the wisest of all the wolves. <laughs> let's get us let's, let's get us out of here, Tone. Play all us right, out. Don't it. burn the place down while I'm gone, all right? We'll see you guys next week. Bye.